0: Because the subject that I'm going to be sharing on this morning, friends, is I'm incredibly passionate about, um, I pursue this, I want to grow in this, um, I by no means have completed my journey at, at all, but it is something that I'm looking to grow in. But before we get to that, I would love to ask questions, as you know, and so the question I'd like to ask up front is, have you been enjoying this gifted series? Yes. Have you been challenged in this gifted series? Have you identified your gift? It's a little bit of a less of a conviction. Have you identified your gift? Yes. Yes. Are you growing in your gift? Let's ask that again. Are you growing in your gift? Friends, because can I encourage you, please, this thing is just not going to happen through metamorphosis. You know, you're not going to be able to sit there on the couch and say, well, you know, this thing of prophecy or this thing of encouragement, I really want to grow in this. And no, you've got to go, whoops. Be gracious. You've got to go out there and you've got to pursue it, friends. And that's what I would love to encourage you in, is it's not a a six-week go from being, to superpower but yet it is a journey and we know that and so i would encourage you please to be pursuing this you know i i wrote this down here we know jesus is coming again right yeah we know he's coming okay so we have a choice as you know the bible says that we are the bride of christ right is jesus going to return for a child bride no, please no. Jesus is not returning for a bride who looks like a child, friends. And so feel my, on one hand, encouragement, and the other hand, more encouragement to say that we need to be those that are maturing, right? And we mature, as we know, not just by hearing, but by doing, And so please let us be those that are doing. Won't you turn with me to the book of Romans so I can just read the scripture that we are are sort of um, anchored in for this series. In his grace, Romans 12 verse 6, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach. Notice, friends, how often it says, if your gift is this, do this well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is to give generously, if it is giving, give generously. If God has given you the leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, please do so gladly, friends. And so there we see the gifts, grace gifts that God has given to each and every one of us. And so I echo what Chaz said, is the 5th of April, Volunteer Tuesday, we anticipate that this hall will be packed. Amen. Why? Because in this series, friends, God has stirred your heart and said, inside of you is this gift. And this gift is not just for you to enjoy and to consume, but this gift is for you to know more about me through experience, by becoming part of what God is doing, friends. And so let's be there on Tuesday. This week, I want to talk about the gift of giving. The gift of giving, as I said, it's something that gets me excited and that's why I've asked the guys to please have a time check because honestly, there could be a month's worth of Sundays, friends, that we could cover on this material, but we only have this next 20 minutes. So let's pray. I need help. You need help. And then we'll get stuck in. So Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that your word has no use-by nor sell-by date. It is always applicable right now. It is applicable to you, sir. It is applicable to you, ma'am. The word is in season and it wants to speak to you today. And so, Holy Spirit, you are the teacher. As much as I am holding the mic this morning, Holy Spirit, you are the teacher. Come and teach us. Help us to hear well that we may know more. We may know Jesus better. We pray this in your name. Amen. So, friends, this morning I've got a bunch of questions that I want to answer, hopefully. The what, the why, and the how of giving. And then hopefully if there's a bit of time, just throw in one or two things to be aware aware of. As I was thinking about this, I thought, you know, this is such a vast subject. Where do we go to begin to understand what God was? Not just what to do, but what is his heart? And as I was thinking about this, and Brent has mentioned this and taught me this before, have you ever heard of the law of first mention? Any Bible teachers here this morning? Law of first mention, put your hand up high. Law of first mention, yes? One, two, two amongst us, three, four. Okay, that's good, that's good. Well, let me teach you something this morning. The law of first mention says, friends, that if you, ever, if you want to know something, the most clear and the most simplest definition stroke version of something in the Bible Go and find the place where it is mentioned first. Hence the law of first mention. This is not rocket science. And so you go and you find in the Bible where was this first mentioned. Because that, friends, will be the place where you begin to understand not just the what but the heart behind why God does things and what he does, etc. And so as much as I can talk a lot this morning about about how to give, and we will get to that, and and etc. I want to spend maybe the next seven minutes, hopefully no more than that. The next seven, looking to try and dig down to what is the heart, the law first mentioned. Where do we go when we first see this word "give" and "gave" appear in the Bible? So won't you turn with me to where? Genesis. Absolutely. Where do we start? Right at the beginning. Genesis 1. It tells us how God views this thing. So turn with me to the book of Genesis. Chapter 1. And we're going to read verse 26 to 30. It says, then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, and all the wild animals on the earth. And the small animals that scurry around on the ground, even those cockroaches. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. It says, then God blessed them, he said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish of the sea, birds in the sky, all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, look, and remember our key word for today is give or given. I have given you every seed bearing plant through the earth, throughout all the earth and the fruit trees for your food. And I've given you every green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky and the small animals that scurry along the ground, everything that has life. And that is what happened and so we see, friends, when you, when, when you read prior to verse 26, we are introduced to a God who is able, right? He speaks creation into being. He opens his mouth. He says words and stuff happens. Incredible stuff happens. Not just Mickey. Stuff happens. Creation. Everything that we know and are part of is spoken in to create, creation, friends. But then, we are also introduced to a God, friends, who says, all of this that I have created is not just for me to sit back and enjoy, not just for my own consumption, not just for my own pleasure, but what I have done, I now invite you into. And that's the point that I wanna stress, friends, is this thing of operating in the gift of giving is an invitation that God extends to you and I to be partnering with him in what he is doing. In Genesis, what was he doing? He was creating and he extended an invitation and said, come and be part of this creation. Now, my understanding of what God is doing, friends, is that he did not just create once and stop creating. Genesis describes a process where God created a natural world. But God is still going about creating, but he's not creating necessarily a natural world. He is now building a kingdom, friends, a kingdom. And we are continually invited into partnership to partner well with God in his creation process. This theme, if you just allow yourself, is all over the pages of scripture. Not just Genesis 1. It goes to Abraham, I will bless you so that you will be a blessing. It goes to David so that he would rise up and lead the nation of Israel. It's with the nation of Israel, it's with the prophets, friends, it's with Jesus himself when it says that he came from heaven full of grace and truth. Jesus himself said, I don't see, I, I don't do things on my own. I speak and I do only what I hear my father seeing and say, uh, doing. It's a partnership, friends. When Jesus arose to heaven, ascended, that's the right word, beginning of the the birth of the local church, what did God gift us to continue partnering with him? Acts 1 verse 8, he said, wait and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So I think you'll agree with me that as we track this thing through history, friends, we see God extending an invitation to us. God makes himself known to us, and the best way for us to know him is experientially friends. God gave man opportunity by giving man partnership. If there's anything you remember this morning, realize, friends, that God gives you opportunity By calling you into partnership with him. Not just to get to know about Jesus, but to get to know Jesus. How? By partnering with him. Going beyond just the hearing and receiving to the point of where we are actually doing. And we get to know Jesus experientially, friends. We find Jesus as Savior. We heard it this morning. Chaz reminded us. We make Jesus Lord. Lord. And in the journey, we discover God the Father through this partnership. We find Jesus as Savior, we make Jesus Lord, and as we journey with Him, we discover God the Father, friends, as we learn to partner well. So as you know, there's always a second part to partnership. So what is our role? Well, let's go quickly, Genesis 2.15. It says, then the Lord God placed man in the garden of Eden to what? To tend. What does it say there? To tend and to watch over it. So friends, we're called into responsibility. We're not called to just receive and enjoy. We are called into responsibility in terms of our partnership roles tend to watch over it we read it earlier genesis 1 where it says that we are called to rule and reign to govern friends we see genesis 2 19 to 20 it says then so the lord god formed the ground of for all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky he brought them to man please hear this through this idea of partnership He brought them to man to see what he would call them. Little H or big H? Little H, who's that referring to? Adam, absolutely. What he would call them, and the man chose a name for each man. Can you, friends, can you be, just put yourself in God's position. You've created this incredible thing, and you bring it to Adam and it like, he gives us like really der name <laughs> to something that is so, can you imagine being God? You know, it's like, yeah, identify with me because we all do this. We've created something. We so-called delegate it. And then guess what we're so good at? Not God, you know? Some of these names, I don't know whether God actually agreed. It was like, I don't see that or there. Doesn't look like a John to me. You know but we see this incredible partnership friends and i want to stress this even if this is all we've got to speak about this morning is that please understand that we can preach this as a law to you or a good or or a in your good christian stewardship this is what you do you give i want to dig down and say what's at the heart You know, I mentioned to someone this morning, I said, you know, the battles in our head, the arguments in our head are not solved in our head. The arguments in our head are resolved in our hearts first. Because if you resolve the arguments in your heart first, you'll never never have to do it in your head. And maybe you need to hear that this morning. It's like giving, Lord, you know, don't try and resolve it in your head. Let's get down to what... Original intent, law of law of what's it? Intention. First mention. What was the heart of God? I want to partner with you. I want to partner with you. I want to do this with you. So we read about creation. We get to Genesis. What's it? One verse thirty-one. Sixth day. The end of the sixth day. How does the end of the sixth day end? It says, and God looked at all that he had done, and he said it was, yeah, yeah, like really ish, maybe second time around I'll do this thing a little bit better. What did it say? It says, God, it's like number one, we have done this thing well. Now, I want to remind you, friends, what did God create? God created trees and stars and water, but God didn't just create that. He created structure, he created ways, and he created how he does things. Jesus said, I am the way, in terms of how do we do life. God didn't just create a tree out there, he established a method, a way and God's way was partnership. And I want you to see this. Because if this penny drops within your heart this morning, I can tell you now, you will operate well in this gift. It's about partnership. Jesus, the Father, looked at all that He had done in six days. And it wasn't just about the stuff that he did, but it's about the way that he did it. And he said, everything that I have done is very good. Hear that this morning, friends. Hear that this morning. God's heart for us is to partner with him in this area. So how do we grow? Let's become really practical. We've got like no time. How do we grow... Our partnership with God by exercising the gift of giving. Well, won't you turn to 2 Corinthians 8 for me? And while you do that, and don't laugh. But I used to do gym. <laughs> really? Thank you. I used to gym. Actually, I used to gym fairly regularly when we were living here in Richards Bay. Three times a week. I had. A, I actually had two gym buddies. One was a Christian, one was a, a Hindu, and we jumped well together three times a week, friends. And you know what? We actually started building muscle. Eventually, it took time, but eventually we got there. And I want to use that analogy, friends, of how do you grow your spiritual muscle in terms of giving? So I hope you're turning into 2 Corinthians eight. Because the obvious thing is you have to make a start. You have to make a start, friends. And can I I speak to you this morning and say, if you have nothing to give or you have much to give, the principle is still true to every single one of us. Please start. Begin. 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 Honestly, please start. Whether you are the widow putting one mite in the basket or whether you are Ananias and Sapphira who did it the wrong way but yet still brought much, please make a start. Because you know it's not about what you are bringing but why you are doing it. Remember the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. Do we see Woolworth's Pantechnican trucks pull into the situation to feed the thousands. No, we don't. We see a single little boy with his lunchbox to feed thousands of people. But yet they still got fed. Why? Because it wasn't so much about what was done, what was brought, but where it ended up in the hands of Jesus. He's the one who multiplies, friends. And so can I encourage you this morning, make a start. Literally, if it is only one rand, make a start. Because my experience and my journey, friends, is as you are faithful, God is faithful. As you are faithful, God is faithful, friends. And he enables and he brings and he teaches and he partners with you to say that you, we are called into partnership and I've called you. Genesis 12, I will bless you so that you will be a blessing. Make a start, friends. 2 Corinthians 8, verse 1 to 2. Let me help. Sorry, I am you you to find it and I don't find it. 2 Corinthians 8, verse 1 to 2. Halfway through verse 2, it says, They are being tested by many troubles and they are very poor. But I find this very interesting. But they are filled with abundant joy, which has overflowed into rich generosity. They are filled with abundant joy. This is the church, friends, who had nothing. The Macedonian church had nothing to give. As they wanted to grow their gift of giving, friends, what were they pursuing? Scripture tells us they pursued joy, and from joy flowed generosity, friends. I find that incredibly interesting. You know, to me, it would be about, well, Lord, let me pursue giving to grow giving. But there's something of a relationship, and I encourage you to go and dig deeper on that. We pursue joy, and we grow in generosity, friends. We see further on in 2 Corinthians eight, verse three to five. It says, "For I can testify that they have not only that they gave not only what they could afford, but far more, and they did it of their own free will. They begged us again and again and again for the privilege of sharing in the gift for the believers. They even did more than we hoped for. For their first action was to give themselves to the Lord and then to us friends. Their structure, their structure. They had a plan, friends. It wasn't just random like, wow, let me just, no. They gave themselves first to the Lord, and then they gave themselves sacrificially, giving out of their, out of their lack. It's important, friends. First, give yourself to God, and second, give yourself to man. Our giving is always in response, is a faith response of obedience. And we'll get to that maybe, not out of compulsion. Not out of compulsion, friends. This week, I've heard one or two stories where it feels like people are sharing their story where they are being manipulated into. No, it is not about manipulation. It is not about compulsion. You give yourself first to God in faith and out of that, you give yourself to man. Your safety is here. Because if you allow God to lead you, if you allow God to be the partner that he wants to be, friends, you will be safe giving yourself man and then we see it in Genesis 1 we see it also in 2 Corinthians 8 verse 7 where Paul writes he says since you excel in so many ways in your faith in your, your gifted speakers your knowledge and your enthusiasm and your love from us I want you to also excel in this gracious act of giving And that's why Paul writes, if you want to grow this gift in Romans 12, he says, you have the the gift, you grow the gift by being generous, generous. Call to excel, friends. It speaks to me about growing, about stewarding. We need to grow, we need to excel. So lastly, quickly, what must we watch out for? Well, friends, we need to give in Romans. Uh, sorry, in Matthew 6, verse 3. The Bible talks about don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. We need to give anonymously. Can I encourage you, if you are starting this journey of giving, and, and if you are well down the road of discovering this gift, can I keep encouraging you to give anonymously, friends? We are not those that stand on soapboxes on the corners of streets and announce what we have done. The scripture tells us, guard your heart. Anonymous giving helps you to guard your heart. Let me end with this one, 2 Corinthians 9 verse 7. You must each decide in your heart how much you want to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Won't you stand please? Friends, can I encourage you this morning? We give not Because we have to, but because we want to. Jesus Himself, the ultimate gift that was given to you and I, was not kicked out of heaven, was not chased out of heaven. It says He chose Philippians 2 to come down to earth to offer Himself to give himself as a sacrifice. God's heart, friends, is that he's, he's inviting you to partner with him. Not through compulsion. Not through forcing your hand. Because it says God loves a cheerful giver. When you have chosen to give from a place of understanding God's heart, understanding your role says God loves a cheerful giver and so can I encourage us this morning that as we journey down this road of discovering our gifts but particularly in this area of giving friends can I encourage you to partner with Jesus to partner with God the Father understanding That God is still in the creation business. Still in the creation business. He has not moved past that. He has not moved beyond that. He is still creating today. It is still His way. And He is still inviting you to be part of that process. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the opportunity that you have given us. I thank you, Lord, that your way is to do this with us. That's why scripture is full of analogies. We are the body of Christ. We are all gifted. We are all able. We are all enabled through the Holy Spirit. To what? To partner with you. And so I pray this morning that as we do this, in every gift that is mentioned, but specifically this morning as we are focusing on the gift of giving, I pray that we would partner well. Understanding that you have gifted every one of us, blessed every one of us. And the call is I have blessed you so that you will be a blessing. Help us, Holy Spirit, to not only hear this, but to know this. And may our lives reflect and bear testimony to what it is that you are doing. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.